19 minutes it is uh, to the uh, top of the hour. We now place under the microscope uh, the uh, Watson family. And uh, many of you have certainly made on the social media much of uh, what has happened in the early hours of the morning yesterday with the passing of uh, Gavin Watson there. And uh, today, uh, as I said, as we were starting the show, we were trying to shine a different spotlight on uh, not only Gavin, but also the Watson family and uh, their history. And many of you were shocked when the ANC came out and uh, wrote a statement uh, certainly lauding the role that uh, Gavin Watson played in the liberation movement in the Eastern Cape. And uh, more importantly, I guess, uh, uh, the role in uh, providing much needed, not only political, but even material support uh, to uh, the African National Congress, uh, not only uh, during those dark times, but even uh, post-1994. Uh, and uh, we try and, uh, I guess, uh, when we reflect on the life of anybody, uh, try and um, also, uh, I guess, uh, shine a different spotlight on uh, all of their varied parts. Many of us are familiar with what has happened with Bosasa and uh, what has come out of the Zondo Commission. But some of us, uh, least of all us, Abazalwe and Gogin Atsis Lungas in Dabizwin, might not be familiar uh, with uh, the role that he has played. And uh, this evening, under the microscope, we're going to be taking a look at that. And uh, But uh, before we do that, take a listen to this. That there was a clip from a BBC documentary uh, from 1983 uh, talking, of course, about uh, the uh, shop that uh, the Watson brothers ran and, uh, of course, their involvement in the sport and, uh, uh, of course, centered around uh, Cheeky Watson. But uh, one would have seen uh, in that documentary, uh, of course, uh, also speaking about many of uh, Cheeky Watson's brothers, including Gavin Watson, uh, uh, Ronnie Watson and Valence Watson. And uh, somebody who knows very much about this particular family having, I guess, uh, been a part of uh, many of the uh, struggles in uh, the Nelson Mandela Bay uh, in uh, from the late 70s right through to uh, the uh, 80s and into the early 90s is Utatum uh, Kuseli uh, Jack who joins me now on the line. Uh, good evening to you Tata and uh, thank you so much for joining us this evening here on Metro FM Talk. Thank you Ayabonga. Thank you to your listeners. Uh, Dada, maybe as we start here, I, I would like to maybe just get some of your reflections on uh, what has happened over the last 24 hours and, uh, of course, where you were when you heard of the passing of uh, Gavin Watson and maybe what some of the first thoughts that came to mind were. Well, I first didn't believe it and uh, I was shocked and I immediately thought about their family, mm. their friends, children, and uh, generally all the people who knew them. And I thought it was that day because that family was uh, known, is well-known here where we are, and is a very influential and powerful family mm. uh, that has had uh, a positive impact in the lives of many people. And uh, so when something like that happened, of course, it touches every home and every citizen in the area. And I guess across the country. Mm-hmm. And, you know, you know, Daru Jack, I mean, uh, one of the things that I guess many of us, uh, you know, who grew up or who were born, uh, might not be familiar. Uh, with, uh, I guess, uh, Gavin Watson or even uh, with uh, Cheeky Watson and some of his brothers, Valence and uh, Ronnie, outside of maybe EP Rugby or even, uh, I guess, uh, sort of a post-apartheid ANC or even in the case of Gavin Watson, the Bosasa issue. Uh, if you could maybe just take us a step back and uh, take us, uh, you know, to the late 70s and maybe the early 80s uh, and talk briefly, I guess, about the Watson family, uh, 
your own early encounters with them, what under what kind of context, and more importantly, I guess, uh, uh, you know, the role that they played in the struggle uh, uh, within Port Elizabeth and uh, even within uh, the uh, sports movement? Well, first of all, the Watson became famous with rugby. Uh, they crossed to play in the township rugby and sacrificed the opportunities and good rugby fields in white uh, suburbs. Uh, going to the township and play there wasn't just only sacrificing the good field, was also taking a terrible risk, which of course they did take. And uh, that uh, made them to be noted by a lot of people. In the midst of that, of course, we understood that they had a business. And a lot of people, of course, uh, supported them. And uh, it was also it also occurred that they were helpful to the needy, especially comrades who came from uh, prison and uh, uh, the younger generation of comrades that went to prison that was coming back, especially around 1980 or so, mm. 81. And also they were helping those comrades who were sentenced in earlier decades. And they were also very instrumental in funding quite a number of comrades who were skipping the country. And uh, on top of all that, they were also assisting other people in education. Mm, mm. So the Watson, they they played that role in politics. But not only did they do that, but they also were... The way they conducted themselves as a family, it was uh, exemplary. It was uh, highly appreciated by people who wanted to, uh, to who believe that the unit of the family was critical. Although some of us didn't have that benefit or enjoy it, but we were watching them, we were striving one day that when we become families ourselves, we will work towards making sure that we develop the family unit so that it becomes the, the pillar of any society and the foundation of any society. Mm. Because if that is loose and broken, then there is no society you can hope for. Mm. Those people will be doomed. Okay. So it was just that kind of uh, kind of uh, 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 examples about their lives that also strike the people on top of the fact that they were politically conscious. Mm-hmm. Bauchak, I'd like us to pause there for a second. I need to take a, a quick spot break, uh, but also use this opportunity to encourage some of our listeners uh, uh, who'd like to maybe pose some questions to you or would like to uh, also share some of their sentiments uh, uh, of, yeah. uh, I guess, uh, a different perspective of uh, the Watsons. Uh, do give us a ring on 089-110-3377, And uh, you can also tweet us on at MetroFMSA. We'll uh, take a look at uh, some of those tweets on the other side of this brief break. That there, of course, uh, was uh, the uh, voice of... Uh, Two people who go by the name Dan. One is uh, the late uh, Dan Kreke, and uh, the other is uh, Daniel Watson. But also, you would have heard the voice there uh, speaking in uh, Isakosa to one of their customers all the way in 1983 of uh, Gavin Watson, uh, who passed on uh, yesterday morning, uh, speaking there at uh, their store. 
which uh, sold uh, clothing uh, primarily to uh, the black community of uh, Port Elizabeth. And uh, I'm joined now on the line uh, for our Under the Microscope uh, feature. If you just joined us uh, by Obama uh, Mkuseli Jack, uh, a former anti-apartheid activist, uh, or I shouldn't say former, uh, anti-apartheid activist, uh, a former UDF activist, and uh, also... A, uh, a PECO activist uh, in uh, Port Elizabeth. And about uh, check, I mean, I want to maybe draw and bring our attention to uh, uh, one of the, um, I guess, the seminal moments where uh, maybe the support of the Watson family might have been crucial, at least of all to you and uh, many of your comrades, the uh, consumer boycott around 1985 or so. Uh, uh, one would have thought, of course, if uh, you had a boycott like that of uh, all white-owned shops uh, in Port Elizabeth as a political tactic to try and place your demands uh, before the city council and even the nation at large, uh, what the role of uh, the Watson family would have been uh, during that period? Well, the the boycott of uh, 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 shops was a decision taken at the height of the confrontation with the apartheid rulers. Mm. And uh, the Watson brothers, on that occasion, they were hit by this uh, 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 campaign, in that a decision was taken that all shops in town must be boycotted. Uh, that reason was for practical purposes. It was believed that at the time, if we exclude anyone, that will allow the opportunity for other companies to take advantage of that loophole and make the boycott, boycott not work. But unfortunately, it hurt the Watson badly. And also, uh, although the, the leaders were sympathetic to the Watson, understanding the Watson, they are wrong. But it was a question of just that it was not something that we could uh, 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 manage. And uh, Hence, the boycott was a blanket uh, boycott of all the shops in town. Mm. And the third story about that, uh, that boycott uh, crippled Watson uh, in an unintended uh, purpose. You know, they were not the target, but also unfortunately got caught in that. Mm. And, uh, you know, I, I guess now I'd be interested to, to maybe hear some of your perspectives, um, you know, uh, closer to, uh, you know, the uh, unbanning of the ANC in the 1990s and even in the early, uh, uh, you know, uh, uh, early days of the uh, sort of new dispensation. Much has been said about, uh, I guess, how sort of Gavin Watson uh, and uh, through what was then Jambeo Investments, uh, which later on became Bosasa and then the African uh, Global Operations, uh, his involvement inside of the African National Congress. We also heard, of course, the, the role of the ANC Women's League uh, initially in Jambeo as well, and uh, some of the funding of the programs uh, of uh, the ANC. Do, do you get a sense here that uh, much of the attention, I guess, um, has been leveled at Gavin Watson, the business person, and uh, I guess uh, many of the sort of nefarious dealings here, without maybe, I guess, unpacking the role of the ANC at times as a recipient of some of these funds? Well... The, by the time uh, the, uh, the, the Watson or Gavin moved to Johannesburg and to operate there, honestly, it is coincided with the time I also sort of uh, 
took uh, leave from politics. I didn't want to be involved in politics anymore. Mm. And I went to study, as you will recall. Mm. And I was uh, detached from what was happening. And uh, I didn't follow their businesses as they were going around the country. What I know is what I hear on television mm. now. But I didn't pay attention in what they were doing post-1990. Mm. And, as far as business yeah. is concerned. And then, I mean, uh, just on your return, uh, what would you make, I guess, of... Uh, uh, one would think that you, you sort of uh, would have interacted with him, be it in Port Elizabeth or even within ANC circles um, and even within business circles, if at all. No, I did. I did. Remember, they, when, when most of the businesses uh, that uh, Gavin was running were in Johannesburg, that's the difference. I mean, other than that, uh, I... I kept uh, uh, the social relationship and whatever politics with them right through that time. I mean, it's, uh, even to this day, we I have my uh, my engagement with them, and sometimes uh, uh, we argue, we fight, and uh, like everybody else, mm. uh, from the word go, the Watson were never a different lot from us. They were part of us. Mm. They were involved in all the contradictions and the polemics of the time. So they were part of that. And uh, the good thing about the whole thing is that during those days, people were fighting over principles and uh, strategies of the struggle. Mm. And so you could have no resentment on people, you know. And no matter how much you fight with somebody, if you, you fight on the interpretation of what is there, that we agree on, all of us. Such agreements they never cause long-term uh, uh, animosity amongst people. So we, uh, especially when I left the ANC in 2007 and to join the Congress of the People when it was formed, mm. uh, of course I had a big difference with them because they were very loyal like many other ANC members who also had the same view like them that I made a mistake, I should concede, I should reconcede and all that. It was the same story, you know, but mm. it was, but on a, we never became, uh, it was never something that uh, it, uh, goes and end up in, in, in being enemies. Mm. It was but never it was acrimonious, just, uh, yeah. It was, it was never acrimonious, uh, uh, as you say. No, now. not at all. Mm. Not at all. Mm. And one of the things maybe I'd, I'd be interested to hear from you just as we wrap up uh, is, uh, you know, when you look back and, uh, you know, you take stock uh, of... Um, I guess the um, you know the Gavin you knew um, and uh, the Watson family more broadly, and notwithstanding, of course, some of the challenges his uh, younger brother uh, Chiki has also had uh, at uh, Eastern Province Rugby and even with the Kings and uh, all manner of other issues. Uh, w- when you take stock and you reflect on Ubomibka Gavin and um, uh, just on his passing, uh, what is I no, guess I the, the lasting impression that look, that, that, you that know leaves what? you? It does happen, you know, uh, talented and people, and people who are driven, mm. and people who are uh, uh, result-orientated, uh, they have a lot of uh, 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 disadvantage at some point. For example, a lot of uh, hangers-on, loafers, parasites, can always hang around you and in most cases, they could derail you. Mm. You know, and uh, that is so common in the new South Africa now, where you find that actually the common denominator of most of the transgressions in the country, if they happen, 
they are driven by politicians. Mm. It's strange because these politicians, I remember when they were getting these big salaries after 1994, we were told it was meant so that they never uh, are, are short because the salary was big enough to cover them so that they don't need to be tempted or, or tempt people to give them things so that they, because they are short and so on. Mm, but mm. Uh, unfortunately, in the case of South Africa, in the center of all the problems that we have is the politicians mm. that are having salaries. Look at every event that has happened or anything that has happened through the commissions and everything. You'll find that it is the politicians that orchestrated these kinds of things. And they have destroyed a, year, a lot of young, good people. People hardworking People who wanted just to do what they believe in, they have killed a lot of doers in the process of their parasitic tendencies. Mm. And I think uh, it's regrettable. Baumkuzel, we'll have to leave it there for joining us this evening and taking time out uh, to speak to us and also share some of your reflections uh, on uh, your friend uh, Gavin Watson uh, on his passing and of course uh, even uh, some of your friends within uh, the uh, Watson family. That there was um, Kuseli Jack, uh, uh, a PE business person and also former UDF activist and um, a former le- uh, one of the leaders uh, within the uh, PE Youth Congress, uh, PECO. Uh, speaking to us there about uh, the Gavin that he knew uh, during the struggle period and, of course, uh, also uh, the interactions that uh, he had with him uh, in the post-apartheid period. Now, one minute it is after 9 p.m. That's where we're going to leave it uh, this evening for Metro FM Talk. It's been a pleasure being with you and a big thank you for all of your engagement and interaction. We're back with you again tomorrow at the same time. You have yourself a great evening. Take strength, my Africa. Aska kribi, ukuyibanga, leikunum.